going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello. And welcome to the Comedians Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and the lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. Joining us a little later is West Ham fan and manager of Nephews United, it's comedian Laura Smith. And remember, this podcast now comes to you twice a week. This is your second instalment, so here we are to discuss the game week that never ends. Game week 21. The never-ending game week. Ah. Well, it's been a long game week, mainly because of the FA Cup. That's why, and rescheduled games. Mm. I've quite liked it. I've quite liked not having to change my team. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I liked. Shall I tell you what I liked? Well, I can imagine what you like. <laughs> yeah, tell me what I like. You Winning. say it. I want to hear you say it. Beating me. And it all came down to that decision to captain Bowen or Antonio. I captained Antonio midway through this game week. It looked like I was going to win. And then Bowen scoring two against Norwich. I'd written this game week off absolutely. The 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 way, and I wasn't even bothered. It was when when the Everton game got cancelled, and I used my uh, free hit to bring in three Everton players. As it turns out, <laughs> I mean Pickford awful one point, Gray average two points, Calvert Lewin back after months out, missed a penalty, zero points. I had 21 points on the bench because I brought in Wisser from Brentford as well, who scored a wonderful goal. Uh, I had Backman as my reserve goalkeeper. You know, I'd just written it off. And I, it was one of those where I just, do you know what I did? Do you know what I did, Matthew? I laughed about it. I just thought, oh, what can you bloody do, eh? You <laughs> use your free hit to bring in players and their second game gets cancelled. What a world. I was driving back last night. I had a long drive again yesterday. Oh, where from and where to? Uh, well, I did two drives yesterday, actually. I went to Ooh. Manchester and then I went to Hull. Lovely. Um, just just like to get about, just meet people. Um, mm. Thinking of standing for Parliament at some point. So I just want to get the vibe of where I'm liked the most. I would love it if you stood for Parliament. Would you? I, it would make me laugh so much. Would you be my spad? Uh, well, uh, you know, without being too technical about it, you can only have a special advisor if you're in government. So, But I, I would happily be at your ad. Thanks for crushing my ambition straight yeah, away. I'll be your advisor. You know, maybe one day I'd, I'd rise to be your spad if you, if you got yourself to a ministerial position. But I maybe would I love don't to, want you know you what? Then. I'd love you to stand in a by-election, in a really ferocious by-election, because they are yeah. horrible. I'd love to see you in the middle of that storm and see how you dealt with getting egged in the street. <laughs> that's what it involves, getting basically. Getting hated um, and egged. If I'm a vegan and I get egged, can I have them arrested on sort of um, on f- food grounds? Hate, hate crime. Yeah, that's hate I crime. Think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And milkshake yeah, oh. as well. I mean, you very rarely see a vegan egging. I the don't know what that would though, be. 
you're you're now suggesting things by eliminating things you don't want tipped over you. You're mm. then effectively guiding us towards things that we can throw over you. Well, tofu and... would just bounce off. Well, I mean, but by all means, lob a vegan sausage roll at me. I'll have my yeah. mouth open. But what about hot drinks? That's the danger. So people go, all right. Well, if you don't want dairy, we're gonna we're gonna boil this stuff. Just up. go with an americano. It doesn't have that. You want a creamy drink, though, isn't that the thing? They want. Do you want things that get picked up on camera as you know, visually upsetting? A thick, creamy drink spilling down my suit, and I wouldn't wear a suit. Obviously, I'd be the cardigan king. That'd be my oh USP. My God, you'd That's lose put me in touch so with hard. You're going to lose this safe seat, John. You're going to lose it. Why am I? No, I think I'm coming in to upset someone, aren't I? I'm the guy that gets parachuted in. Send in Richardson. Man, if you stood in a by-election and were swanning round in a cardigan, imagine the local members. You'd be basically the Corbyn of wherever it was. There's no need for that. Beardy little vegan cardigan boy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'd written the game week off. Um... And then, I mean, obviously, last night happened. Last night at time of recording, Jared Bowen, 42 points, which took me to 85. I mean, you've had, given that I used my free hit, you've got to be pleased with 75 points because it did look for all the while until last night that you were going to take it this week. Yeah, well, this is the thing is that obviously I have two objectives. The the primary objective, obviously, is to try and beat you every week. And I've, I've done that for the last three weeks, uh, and now I've lost one. Um, 16-5. Yes. For anyone keeping count, AKA Obviously, my, my other priority is to not be down near the bottom. So I'm up to 15th now. I was 28th just a few weeks ago, um, and I'm now kind of stalking those. I mean, it's not beyond the realms now. I'm, I'm 100 points off 10th off Josh Widdicombe's low-fat pizza 11. It's not ludicrous to think that in a month's time I might be hopefully uh, in the top 10 and that that would be huge progress. Yes, you're doing very well. A key game week coming up, another double game week uh, announced next week and I noticed from looking at your team, obviously mine will reset. Um, Chelsea have uh, two fixtures coming up. Tottenham, Hot Spurs have two games coming up. You don't have any Spurs players in your team. Reese James uh, injured at the moment. What are your plans well, I think I am going to bring in... I mean, you only need to look at the effect that having those West Ham... Play- now, obviously, we've got, in Bowen and Antonio, point monsters. Well, not this week, because, of course, they will be facing the mighty Leeds United. Uh, so you can expect to see them nullified. But what I mean is... Not- <laughs> yeah, I mean, make your little point. That's fine. I'm going to be at the game this week. I shall be at West Ham Leeds on Sunday. So let me tell you now, and I, I don't mind our listeners knowing this, if that comment does come back to bite me on the bottom feel free to picture me being very quiet oh oh we will oh we can imagine you john uh, no one listening to this show uh, has any uh, misconception about what you'd be like sat there with a sour little look on your face as you get <laughs> pumped and relegated anyway bowen and antonio are high scoring players and they had double game weeks so obviously i mean I, I don't think i've ever scored anything like 75 points in a week before and that's because those west ham players scored high and played twice mm. so I, it would be mad of me not to try and bring in a player that i think certainly one that has a double game week that's likely to score high son obviously is injured and he would have been top of that list so yes. who are the spurs players you bring in well there's one obvious can i just reunion. say sorry, can, can i just can i just can i just Yes. Listen to me sounding like I know what I talk about. 
<laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever sounded like I know what I talk about on this show. You know what? That was that was in in the lifetime of this show. That was my first pube. <laughs> I'm a man now. Things are different. Things are different. I'm, I'm really starting to get this game now. How is the old uh, grey hair situation coming along? You know what? I actually think they've gone. You know, I did Google it. Grey hair, you know, how quickly does it spread? Does it last forever? What's the cause? Can it be reversed? Famously, of course, people go grey and then it goes back. What are you talking about? Well, it can because if it's stress-related... Think... Oh, you've been very busy. You've been oh. very busy, of course. Oh. The toll you... on your body. The problem is you knows... say it. You say it with a nod and a wink, and you know that I was going crackers towards the end of last year because I basically <laughs> only had time to sleep. And, of course, there was the big... Uh... Ed Miliband Listerine campaign you did. What's that? You know, the the Listerine guys who were launching a new uh, mouthwash that wasn't that wasn't exactly different to a lot of mouthwashes that had gone before, but different enough that people might have thought it was appealing and they wanted someone to do the voice of Ed Miliband to launch it. Are you... I don't know whether you're taking the mick about something specific now no. or whether I'm just being slow. Uh, no, well, the problem is... We've set up a running gag where I link a product and a voice you do. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. And I've run out of voices you do. I couldn't work out if I'd already done Ed Miliband or not. I've done Galloway, haven't I? I've done Jim White. Oh, yes. Just Blair. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's it. You. Well, I've got some new ones, actually. Oh, Jamie Carragher's very good. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. I was just about to say Jamie Carragher. Let's do let's do a Jamie Carragher Listerine advert. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying, by the way, that Listerine will kill all James. Because I don't think any... Ma- Gary, I'm not saying any mouthwash can do that. I don't know any manufacturer that could credibly clean that. But what I am saying is it probably will kill 99.9%. You're not going to get better stats than that this year. Very good. It was Very a bit good squeaky, indeed. that. But you know what? I think I've got that sort of drawing out, that sort of, you know, when he's making a point, I think I've sort of nailed that kind of, I'm not saying, by the way, John. You know, I think I've got, I'm onto something there. It's not fully there yet, but it's that thrill when you unlock a new impression that we all feel that buzz, you know? I think you're probably Carragher and I'm Neville. Yes. Is that oh, it? Oh, yes. Sort of physically and spiritually. Okay. Now, the problem is you've made that sound like an insult. So w- w- what do you mean? Well, no, I just mean I, I physically, I think I look more like Gary Neville. And I think I'm, I'm more the kind of, I'm goading you. I'm sort of playing the intellectual. I'm playing the liberal when it suits me. And you're reacting and bouncing around and getting upset. I would say Carragher is a better looking man. And that's, I would, uh, uh, therefore, undermine your theory because I think you are more handsome than me. Whereas I think Carragher's better looking than Neville. So how do you feel about Interesting. that? Interesting. Well, I disagree on both counts. You think um, I'm better looking than you? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of pictures of myself uh, this week <laughs> from my youth, and I am a rat-faced little no! thing. Very odd-looking beast. No, no, no. I showed one to Lucy last night, and she just said, why are you that shape? What? I had a picture of me in my A-levels, yeah. um, and I just look absolutely insane. I'm wearing a sort of grey suit that I got from a catalogue for £60. Um, that I still have now and still fits me. Um, well, that's good. Most people can't fit into the clothes they, they wore. Well, out. put it this way. I'm not the same size as I was when I bought the suit. It's just that the suit when I bought it was the size I am now. So, okay. you know, feel free to imagine that rocking up for its A-level general studies. Yeah, but you can't... Skinny little rat-faced beanpole in a fat suit. 
You know what so much of this is about is confidence and how you carry yourself. I had a definite stoop. I'll tell you what I'll do as penance um, for because I haven't and I, and I don't want you to think I don't think about it all the time. Every day at some point, I think, how am I going to get away with running around a supermarket shouting the Elster is my daddy? It's on my mind. It's plaguing me. And I think far more rewarding than the video itself when I eventually do it should be the knowledge for you and our listeners that it haunts my every waking moment. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Good. But as penance for not having done it, Ooh. what I will do is this. I will send to our producer, Danny, to put on the Comedians FPL uh, page a picture of me on holiday in, in Benidorm with my friends when I was about 20 and the stoop of my back is absolutely the way I'm standing and I'm not deliberately standing to look like an old man it's a picture of me from behind I look about 85 years old in this picture and it reinforces your point um, that uh, you know my posture is not great Perhaps, given that you've got forfeits outstanding, you'd like to share a picture of you in your youth. Well, what forfeits have I got outstanding? Oh, mate, pint with a duck. Okay, well, hang on. Bag, I, did picture. I did go to the park with a can of Holston and get Don't a you the duck. dare. Don't so you way more dare than tell me that walking through a park, waving an unopened can of Holston at a duck that was miles away constitutes having a pint with a duck. Just a bit of advice on the um, forfeit. You've got a 24-hour Sainsbury's nearby. Just go there at like three in the morning and do it when it's empty. Oh, yeah, you say that like it's nothing. It's not the easiest thing in the world for me to leave at three o'clock in the morning to scream in a Sainsbury's and then come home. I've got the school run to do in the morning. I've got projects. I've got stuff stuff I'm doing. I've still got Christmas decorations to put away, mate. What? Why haven't you put them away yet? I sort of shoved them in a in a room we don't use so that they're out of sight because I, I think the that exact sort of, room you mean that gets rid of the curse. They're not visible anymore, mm. and I just you know it's never the job I want to do. You're living in denial, and you'll either have a heart attack or a nervous breakdown. You got to get I them do, away. I have thought I was going to have a heart attack this week. It's funny you should say that. Oh, a slightly sure. fluttery heart. Um, have you been consuming more caffeine than usual? No, I've been consuming less. Are you on steroids? Uh, no. Uh, class A drugs. Yes. Ah, yeah, that'll be it. Which one? All of them. Okay. I sort of mix them into a paste. And then what? Um, spread it on Rivita. Oh, quite a healthy way to, to do it. Yeah, well, that's, I'm trying to get fibre in as well, because I find when I'm gacked up, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> he's gacked up, he's backed up. And now he's snacked up. <laughs> Should we have an agreement that we will finish all our... Because I, I can imagine if, if I listen to this podcast, and I'm not saying I don't, but I don't. If I listen to this back, I would find it frustrating that there are um, forfeits outstanding. Shall we make a pledge to have all of them done by the end of January? Yes. but Including the Toby Carvery. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, aren't we meeting up early February? We are meeting up early Feb, yeah. Should we do why that one we early say, Feb? Why don't we say by end of first week Feb? <laughs> because then I reckon when we meet up, we can do Carvery, Duck, Supermarket... Uh, be lucky. Okay, fine. Just get it all, all done right. in one day. Uh, and what a day that's going to be, by the way. An absolute forfeit monster week. Rah. Um, who's your point monster for the week? <laughs> well, it's got to be Bowen. You know what's really odd is end of last week we talked about the curse, and I said that the likelihood is Calvert Lewin um does really well. Yes. And Bowen has a shocker, and it was the total opposite. So uh, by cursing them, I cursed myself. Yes. 
The curse uh, basically you... rebounded off the wall and smashed me in the face. You actually, I think you even referenced uh, Schmeichel, whose whose game was cancelled. Yeah, uh, which which had dire consequences for our guest last week, Reese James, who um, uh, scored thirty four points in a double game week. That's really bad. It's his third lowest scoring game week since we started this season. So, um, really no bad. No Baileys for you, Reese. Sorry, no. mate. The curse continues. You, you. I think the curse is most effective against people called Reese James. Yeah. What do you make of Leicester players being seen masks off, surrounded by drunk people at the darts uh, just before their game is cancelled? Yeah, there was James Madison and a couple of others, weren't there? I mostly, I have to say, was just pleased to see them at the darts because you don't see enough. I really like the darts, and we've been to the darts, haven't we? At the lakeside. And I have exciting news for you, Matthew. I don't want to. I don't want to name drop so early in the podcast. Get yeah. ready for a clang. Okay. But I was exchanging text messages this week with um, the caller, Little Richard Ashdown. Uh, and he he informs me that darts is returning to the lakeside this year, so perhaps a return visit is in store. We've got to go. Last time we were dressed as Mexican hombres. Mexican hombres. Um, had, um, me, you, and your dad. I got us um, sombreros, ponchos, and handlebar mustaches. Yeah. We look really um, cool. But um, the Leicester players, they were in a, a sort of crowded arena, masks off, in a, in, a, in a COVID epidemic. Yes, yeah, so that's what's really interesting, isn't it? That We've talked about this before, is your FPL judgments, really, if you're going to go deep on the intel, it's not just about mm. who's likely to play, dealing with things like pet roulette. It's also, are they going to the darts? Are they then more likely to get COVID? What are the implications of that? Pep Roulette, there's a second pube. He's really uh, he's really becoming quite the big man on campus. But it is just carnage at the moment because not only usually a double game week is a, you might pick a player who, you know, there's some rotation and they don't play in both the games. To have a double game week where actually one of the games gets cancelled just before, it, it's, it's ludicrous and it's a season the likes of which we've never seen before. So... You know, these things are going to happen. Had I lost this week, would have just thrown my hands up. You haven't lost. And I will put out this uh, call to listeners now. If you want to suggest what sort of dance you'd like Matt to do or what tune you'd like him to do that to, I will be accepting those suggestions. Hello at... Oh, box. Is it hello at CPFPL? (laughs) Hello at CPFPL.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at ComediansFPL. Um, really stretch your legs yeah you've got to do a dance to a tune I pick and upload it on the internet (sighs) I thought it was right a song let's really zero in on this emotion how are you feeling now uncomfortable yes Uh, it's just a nightmare obviously what I'd done is clear quite a lot of the backlog of my forfeits it was like paying off a credit card debt obviously i've still got a couple outstanding but i'd, I'd really broken the back of it and now it's just like, yes. oh, another one on the pile i'd quite enjoyed having a few weeks off having to do forfeits now what do you make of this um fantasy bundesliga which i think is something we'll be doing at some point like you know when a sitcom jumps the shark and they do a holiday episode series three of meet the richardson's coming soon by the way um fantasy bundesliga have um, a situation where when games get cancelled, they award average season points to those players who would have featured in that game. What do you make of that? Because if that had happened this week, 
I would have got six for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I would have got four for Damari Gray and I would have got three for Jordan Pickford. And that's, uh, that tweet comes from Karan Taser. So thank you for that. I think it's ludicrous. It undermines the whole point. This isn't a pools panel. And Dominic, it shows you that fully exposes how silly it is because Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored zero. So the whole point of FPL surely is that it rewards people. He scored people zero not in the game that was cancelled though. You can't be doing it on average. You, there has to be an element where it's just rooted in truth. And obviously, if games get cancelled, they do get rescheduled. So then you mm. do get the points later in the season if you stick with those players. That undermines the whole point of it. That's like saying, oh, well, I'll tell you what, at the start of the season then. You, I'll tell you what, f- follow the logic of fancy Bundesliga and let's all just pick a team on the first day of the season and they tell you what points they've got at the end. And let's not bother. This goes against the very <laughs> principle of FPL. I've missed this version of you where you've lost and you're angry. Well, I am a bit. Of course I'm angry because I felt like I was on a run. I really felt like I was getting somewhere. I still feel like I'm getting somewhere. That is an average solution for average people. And we should yes. strive to be better. That yeah, is... yeah, yeah. Get me in that by-election now. I'm a dog of war. I, I would have <laughs> get rid of the... Get rid of the let me be better. I would have just kept that would have been my version of the Gordon Brown, you know, a serious man for serious times. Given how awful things have been, let's just settle for average. I'm an average man and I want to represent the average man in the street. Oof. Yeah, you're going to lose the by election. You're going to get humped in that by election. (laughs) Well, the average man of the street obviously loves his food. So it's time for this week's Mo Salad Cream. So are you ready for this week's? Food fact. Oh, I thought this had gone. I thought Mo Salad Cream had gone off in the fridge. Is it is it Afcon inspired? Given that he's he's gone to the African Cup of Nations, will we be dealing with African condiments this week? Well, see what you think. You ready? No, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Big news in the food world. Muller Yogurt and Desserts has strengthened its leadership team with the appointment of Toby Bevins <laughs> as strategy and marketing what director. Bevans joined the dairy manufacturer from coffee firm Jacobs Dow Egberts, where he spent almost seven years across the leadership roles, most recently serving as marketing director for UK and Ireland. Prior to his time with JDE, Bevans enjoyed a successful career at Kraft Foods and Mondelez, where he this? worked in stabler brands across the coffee, confectionery, biscuits, and cheese categories. What are the you doing? Giving you world food news from the world of food news. Food news from the world of food news. But why are you just reading a press release about someone I don't care about taking a job that is of no importance to me? Toby Bevans, he's now strategy and marketing director at Muller Yogurt and Desserts. Who's Toby Bevans? He's the new strategy and marketing director at Muller Yogurt and Desserts. But Muller is not a condiment. A yogurt is not. No one's putting yogurt on the side of their roast dinner, you turd. I bet some people. I bet there's people out there that put yogurt on savoury food. No question. Get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. No. There are people who want to have their name read out on a podcast or lie about it. Nobody in the history of civilization has put yogurt on a Sunday dinner. What is happening here? What What is the relevance of any of this? Have you, is this a pullback and reveal? Is there something coming? Because if there isn't, you would have braced yourself, mate, because you're in for it. This is the last Mo Salad Cream. If this is what this is, you are done. This is proper industry chat. I'm getting you big news. This isn't just, uh, this one's got sugar in it, or they like this in that country. This is genuine intel from deep inside the UK hospitality industry. You've got nothing more on this. Your feature, let me let me be clear about this, your feature for our podcast, our comedy and FPL podcast, is to read a press release from Muller about getting <laughs> some guy who used to work at a coffee company. That's what you're doing now, is it? 
not just that. Bevan's appointment followed the departure of Michael Impong at the end of 2021, who'd previously held the role of strategy and marketing director for the past nine years. Commenting on Impong's decision to leave the role, Cook said, we are grateful to Michael for his hard work, energy and commitment. We wish him all the best for the next chapter of his career. So it's not just about someone coming in, it's about someone leaving. You know, this is, in a way, it's a transfer, isn't it? It's a free hit in the world of Muller. You're implying there's a January transfer window in the in the condiment world, that January is a big time for movers and shakers. You've let our listeners down. I don't understand how that's letting people down. I think that's really what, good news. What value is there in the time you have taken from these people's lives? I mean, literally, even Bevins himself found that, boring can you not find it within yourself to just congratulate tony toby bevans on his new role of you don't even know his name toby bevans it it feels like a trick i'm looking at toby bevans now he does look (laughs) like a footballer he does he he looks like a sort of retired scandinavian midfield general uh still very much respected in iceland so you're warming to him now no I don't, this is, and let me, I can't say this clearly enough. This is so bad and so boring, it feels like a trick. You know, like when you're watching a whodunit and for no reason at all, there's a scene where somebody like drops a packet of biscuits and cries and you think, well, why was that in there? Oh, that's obviously going to come back again later. This is such a bad feature that I think there's more to it and it's a trick and it's going to turn out that Toby Bevins is my brother. So what's going, what is going on? Or are you just terrible? Had you had some sort of pun on Toby Bevins' name or some sort of yoghurt ejaculate um, joke to make there, then I I could have seen where you were going. But I, I can you do know, that. Can that's do just that the two. No, no, it's too late now. I'm not here to coach that. you. Toby it's not Bevins, a workshop. Toby Bevins is, has warned staff <laughs> he may sling his yoghurt uh, <laughs> oh around. Maybe, maybe a football gag. Maybe, you know, he's he's thinking about corner. bringing in... Yeah, taking exactly. a Muller corner. Taking a Muller corner. Exactly, there we go. King in the in the transfer window to bring in a Greek yoghurt. Yes. What? You know, these are all things you could have done to, to entertain well, our listeners. I just did. just did, mate. I don't want to imply that coming up with features is easy. You know, I think some of our listeners have got the impression that you simply come up with a pun on a footballer's name and that's a feature. <laughs> and I think that's dangerous. Um but we have had some suggestions in from listeners who've done exactly that. Okay. Um, and Lucas has tweeted in, uh, Lucas versus Zombies. Uh, I have a title for a new feature, but no idea what the concept could be. Um, okay. Lukaku's line is it anyway. As a student of improv himself, it must be disappointing for Matt Ford to have not come up with this himself. I like it. Yeah, I do. I think it's got legs. So just remind me, whose line is it anyway? That was Greg Proops and others. Uh, Richard Ranch on the piano and me, Clive Anderson, saying goodnight. Goodnight. Oh, nice. Very good. Seminal 90s comedy. And it's just an improv show, is it? You go, oh, you're yeah, a... I think, Matthew, I'm just going to have to whisper this to you so the listeners don't hear. I don't think it was improv. I think they got some of the information beforehand. Oh, well, I mean, without wanting to... Um... Yeah, pull back the curtain too much. I think a lot of improv involves actually not improving at yeah. all. Yeah, and I think um, for those of us who do genuine improv, like street improv, I think it's quite upsetting. You know, when you're out there improving 24-7 and you see a sort of polished version of it on telly, you know, it's hard, isn't it? Well, it sets unrealistic standards. What uh, game I did think might work for us is, um, do you remember the Who's Arriving at the Party game? 
where one of them is hosting a party and the others have to arrive in character and that person has to guess who it is. I thought perhaps we could have footballers arriving great at the party. Great idea. Great and idea. one of us has to guess who the footballer is. That is a great idea. So which yeah. way around are we going to do it next week? Because that's really fun. <laughs> oh, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, sometimes oh. when you get genuinely excited, you're so childlike. It makes me really feel sorry for all the horrible things I say about you. So, oh, which that way sounds around? really fun. Yeah. Can it's I go like first? Can... can I be the footballer? Absolutely, can... yeah. Absolutely. So is that for next week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm right. So... And, and, and should we... I don't want to sort of put words in the listeners' mouths. Should we, should we do that instead of most salad cream? Uh, Just feels like that's run its course. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Now, okay. I've got some other news in the world of football. And I've only just seen this before we started recording. Um, a lot of focus on Emmanuel Dennis, who I have in my team, mm-hmm. and Watford striker. Double game week coming up for Watford this week. Did you know he almost became a priest? I did not know that. Yeah, isn't that cool? Mm. Touch yeah. of the cloth. Well, yes. So he, uh, this, according to the BBC, having attended church from a young age with his parents, he dreamed of becoming a priest. But those impressed by his football ability persuaded him and his family he should pursue a sporting career. Now, obviously, we've talked about this before. I was an altar boy. So in a way, mm. I guess if you're an altar boy, that's like academy level for the priesthood, isn't it? I was basically a kind of under 11s protege. Yeah. In, in, in the cloth world. Yeah, you were sort of big name, I guess. You were being tipped for success in the church. Uh, yeah, before you be were like, scouted, not by the scouts. No. You know, you get like those blokes in pubs who are like, oh, I had trials of Arsenal. I'm like that. I mean, yeah, trials of the Church yeah. of England, but you know what I mean? Didn't work out. My uh, my knees went. Yeah. Those guys could what? have made it. I could have been a vicar mate. Easy. Whoa. Should have seen me what? on the altar back in the day. Why do you think it didn't work out for you? Um, I, without, you know, like, I have a lot of respect for organised religion. I ended up losing my faith, John. In, in all honesty, and, and drifted away from the church. Even though I really respect it, I love churches. I love the smell of a church. Great, mm. place, great music, great atmosphere. A um, lot of respect for it. In the end, it just wasn't for me. But I like it when you have to go, um, and you think, "Oh, there's something here." You know, they're, they're very well designed. I do love the smell of. If there's something about the cold stone, the the warm wood of the pew, and the incense, and together, and then just that hint of altar wine. It's a great smell, isn't it? In fact, why don't they make Yankee Candle uh, and other, uh, you know, uh, manufacturers? <laughs> Listen to this: make ch- old church-centered items. An old church-smelling candle would be great, wouldn't it? I think there'd be a huge market for that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm less certain, but uh, I think there's probably something in it. What about a, a, a TV show then, where you and Emmanuel Dennis? do a sort of, um, you know, talk about the positive aspects from a sort of uh, a non-religious point of view of of religion. You could perhaps call it Dennis the Minister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Improv. So we need to discuss a forfeit for, there will be obviously two shows, so we'll catch up with you again sort of betwixt the games next week for a little mm-hmm. update. But should we set a uh, forfeit now for next week? Yeah, I think it should be. I mean, should it be religion related? Should one of us convert? Should one of us become a priest? Renounce all worldly possessions? I don't think they'd have me. I also enjoyed this week uh, Lincoln, Chris Maguire scored a hat trick for Lincoln against uh, his former boss. And I've got to say, if anyone listening is ever tempted to tweet me a picture of Lee Johnson and say, when did you start managing Sunderland? 
I've got lots of those. So don't worry about that. I know I look like Lee Johnson, who is famous for being <laughs> a small man on the touchline. So cheers for those. You you can keep those now. I've got lots. Um, Ooh, I did enjoy idea. Chris Maguire sprinting the length of the pitch to celebrate his hat-trick in Lee Johnson's face after Lee Johnson let him go. So one, one possible forfeit, I thought, is wherever the other person is in the country, <laughs> after the minute the final game ends, you have to travel to them and scream in their face <laughs> when you win the game week and then just go home again. But it's, like it's more of a punishment, really. I've got another idea. How about the loser has to try and get an interview with Toby Bevans, the strategy and marketing <laughs> director for Miller Yogurt and Dessert? I, I mean, I'll yeah, fine, I'll, I'll give it a go, or some sort of um, some sort of contact with yes. Toby Bevans. Yeah, try and get an email response from him. I mean, we we had we had agreed on the song. Um, uh, thanks to uh, FPL Pig, who is uh, another Twitter FPL account who does uh, songs of the game week. So we'll, we'll roll that one forwards. Um, we will do that one at some point. But yeah, okay. So this week's forfeit is the loser has to get some sort of contact from Toby Bevans, who is, what's his current job title? He is the new strategy and marketing director for Muller Yogurt and Desserts. Now, <laughs> now. Talking about footballers with sidelines, Newcastle star Alan St. Maximum has launched his own board game. I mean, I can't, I don't think any footballer's ever done this before. Can you guess what his board game is about? Yes, I can, because I've heard this story. It is about Greek mythology. It is. It's called Helios, which kind of sounds, um, I don't know, it sounds scary. It, you know what it feels like to me? Jumanji. I worry yeah. that I will play it, and there's some. I mean, we talk about the curse on this show. If there's any game, it looks quite formidable. This doesn't look like Monopoly. This looks high end. It looks like the start of you know the game with Michael Douglas that you're going to get sucked into some sort of world, and and it involves it seems to involve dice, poker chips, but it's all about Greek gods, and involves Athena uh, and others. I mean, fair play to me. The, the branding of it looks great, but on the video. He says, my goal is trying to offer people different sensations. Wow. That's going to end in tears. That's like us coming up with sort of features eventually. It's just going to get awful. And he's at the moment, he's like, well, I'm a footballer. It'd be weird if I did a board game. And then in about a year, he's just going to be frantically trying to think of a different sensation. Do you touch a board game? So now I need to release something that you have to lick. People just saying, look, just focus on the football, mate. Alan, please, just, you know, you're such a good footballer. I think you're sort of really sidetracking yourself trying to titillate every sensation for a football fan. And sometimes it's okay just to be a really good footballer. Well, he he played this with some local Newcastle fans to to launch it. Um, Third and fourth place picked up a a bit of money. Uh, The second place, a year 12 student at a local school, won a grand and said, I pulled a sickie when the invite came through. I had a doctor's appointment, in inverted commas, but it was definitely worth it coming away with a grand. The winner, a girl in her late teens, scooped three grand and a designer necklace and a Louis Vuitton bag. Oh, well, now, I'd sod all this now. What? Well, now this is sinister. Why it's like gambling? Why is it? Why is it? Oh, why can't it just no. been a simple pleasure of a, a, a mythology-based board game? Why has it got to be handbags and three grand knocking about? It's absolute. Are you going to have these kids absolutely 
going bankrupt at the age of 17 because they've got, ah, well, you know, I played me bloody Aphrodite card. I didn't know he had bloody Apollo. So that's it. Now I had to give him me car. This is this. There shouldn't be this much money knocking around in board games. Let me You're tell right. you, the Christmas of two thousand and seven. You know, I'd have been a boggle bankruptcy <laughs> if it had been up to my sister. So you can't bring this sort of money into uh, board games. It's not welcome. Now, speaking of family, let's see how one Lucy Beaumont got on while she picked her FPL team for the upcoming game week. So I'm joined now by the manager of the new FPL team, Titty Titty Bang Bang, Lucy Beaumont. Hiya. Um, now you've put yourself down first as a Brentford fan. What, why is that? Uh, I like Brentford. Why? Is it in Essex? Nope. Uh... Um, so you've picked a team. What, what sort of process did you go through when picking the team? Um, well, I asked uh, God in my head to tell me numbers so if he told me like number two I'd look down the row two and if he said like two two I'd know to scroll like two pages ahead and then like go two down um I did that but if sometimes there was no voice in my head um I just um picked on like um a name that I thought sounded nice so you've I mean, annoyingly, you've picked quite a good team. Um, God has helped me with this. Yeah, so these are players that you're saying are endorsed by God. Yeah. So we have a... I am just a conduit for God to play fantasy football with you. So do you think it's fraudulent if you do win this week to take the prize, given that God has put your team? Do you think the gift should go to God? Everything goes to God eventually, doesn't it? So God is playing for a Vinnie van der Veet hand puppet. And aren't we all puppets of God, really? Yeah. You've got a uh, sign net, which is uh, it's a good choice. Um, you got who? Sa in net. <clears throat> you've got a back four of Rudiger. Is it called Sari net? Or are you saying no, in you've net, got Sa in, in net? Yeah. Sorry. You've got a really good back four. You've got Rudiger, Teles, Reguillon and Tierney. Mm-hmm. Three of those back four are playing twice this week, so you'll get double points for those, Reggie Tellers and Rudiger. You've got Saka, Tielemans, Greenwood and Rashford uh, again. What's funny, I didn't even notice I put Rashford, but again, it's not me, is it? It's God. God's picked Rashford. Do you think because of his work feeding hungry well, he's kids? A, he's angelic. He's got an aura around him. I've seen it. Mm. And what do you make of Rudiger, who's quite a naughty boy? Why is he naughty? Well, he pushes people and he cheated against Leeds. Uh, you've got Saka you there, of course, one of England's heroes of the Euros. Is he? Yeah, and up front you've got Adams uh, and uh, Jimenez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, your bench, you've got Ramsdale, uh, Robertson, Pedence and Odson Edward, who I brought into my team. He's done very well at Palace. They're all playing once. Is that why you've put them on the bench? I didn't know I put them on the bench. Okay, well, good luck. Um, Let me have to tell you this. It's a really good team, and if you win this week, given that I watched you pick that team in about 47 seconds and you don't know who you've got or who they're playing, I'm going to be absolutely mortified. (laughs) Thank you. Now it's time to interview our guest this week. It's been a big game week for West Ham. Uh, so what better week to be joined by a West Ham fan and our, our guest this week is the fantastic comedian Laura Smith. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Why is your team called Nephews United? Because I am a kind of football fan in the way all West Ham fans are fans, in the sense that, that it's like more like a personality trait. But when I came <laughs> to doing this, I realised I was absolutely clueless. So a family group chat was created with three of my nephews to say, oh, oh I know nice. that my... Yeah, so maybe some boys could help me. And they haven't because <laughs> I'm wallowing at the very bottom of the table. That's why it's called Nephews United. And they've let me down badly. You've had a great game week. You captained Antonio. You've got Ben Rama in there. I mean, your West Ham players have done very well. Soufal got you 12 points. So being a West Ham Sufal? fan... Maybe it's... Uh, but this could be a new feature. Soufal or Kufal. Get in touch. <laughs> hello at cpfpl.com or is it hello at keepfpl.com? Um, but your West Ham players have done very well for you, Laura. Well, this is it. This is... So this is the thing. I didn't know I couldn't just pick a West Ham team. I didn't know I was living in <laughs> And I just... Oh, Antonio. And, and yeah, exactly. So I, I know that's all good. And everyone else. I mean, I didn't know I was picking... I've got Schmeichel in there. I didn't know it was his son. Do you know what I mean, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> I would have just had a West Ham team, so that's where I'm at with it. And I, I'm, um, you know, I think I should have, you know, transferred Mo Salah. Everyone said I should have done that, and Ronaldo and all that. But I just sort of thought, no, I'm just going to let it lie. I've made my choices, and I'm not doing any transfers or changes. But yeah, a good week, but I'm still wallowing at, you know, if I'm near Rob Beckett and Sean Walsh, it's bad times. I think. Yeah, you are. You're, there's no easy way of saying it. You're fourth <laughs> bottom. And you've got, interestingly, you've got Leeds players in your team as yeah. well. And it's West Ham Leeds this weekend. Oh, no. um, oh, yeah, we beat them in the cup, didn't we, on Sunday? That was good. Yeah, have your cup. Enjoy <laughs> it, mate. Have your cup. Have European football as yeah. well while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, you enjoy know, it. It's just be nice to be able to field a team, wouldn't it? What I, what I would ask, just please don't hurt any of our boys this weekend because we haven't got many left. Uh, I shouldn't say this as a Leeds fan. I expect you to win. Mm. I don't mind if you win. Just don't hurt any of us. We're not dirty, though. West Ham aren't dirty. We're so honourable and brilliant. We wouldn't hurt you. Yes. We've had, well, we would do going great guns. We had a little bit of injury, and I do blame that on being in Europe and the cup. So I don't mind, I wouldn't mind leaving the cup. I think we've got Kidderminster next, but we won't hurt you. But um, I'm, I'm a fan of Leeds as well. I like, I've got a soft spot for Leeds. Why? <laughs> I studied at Leeds. I think it's one of the best places to go. I'm, my mum's from Huddersfield, she's from West Yorkshire. So. Lovely. Love, so there's 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 love for Leeds. There are just some places pl- I have soft spots for. Did your mum got a Yorkshire? No, no, accent, no. Then? She came down here when she was really young, actually. So she hasn't. That's what they do, you see. To try and get all of us, don't you? You London yeah. lot, pull all the northerners well, down. My husband's from Yorkshire, and actually, I like he. He's but he, he's such a. He, he's losing his accent because he hangs around me so much. And he just sort of says things, come out. And I'm like, oh, what, what was that? So um, then uh, I'm kind of trying to send him back up north to just re-up <laughs> on his accent. But, uh, yeah. I think you're a secret Leeds fan. I think there's a family link. You've clearly married Ooh, into Yorkshire. I am. Would you ever move? Would you ever move out of London and move move well, to Yorkshire? I would because, like, if I go up there, he's from North Yorkshire actually, which is all stunning. And when I go up there, I'm like a dog with a you know tongue hanging out, like out the window. Like, oh my god, it's so beautiful! I get it, I get it. And then, um, but I think he kind of he wouldn't go back because he's a very bright, red-headed man, and he's like you know in London, you know, it's like you're a little bit. Everyone's a little bit more 
cosmopolitan and forgiving up there you know he still gets milkshakes thrown at him out of white vans so um being ginger so <laughs> i think there's a sort of i think he likes the progressiveness of london but i like the 200 grand houses of yorkshire so uh... <laughs> do you want to call out any of these nephews because somebody made the decision to triple captain antonio in game week eight and, and you got three know, points for <laughs> that was a that bad was... call was that yours or was that <laughs> A specific nephew. No, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) They're quite an age range and they all got really, I don't know, there's this thing that I think men do where then the conversation starts being between them. You know, football can be one of them and they they all of a sudden can't hear female voices. Do you know what I mean? Um, So I think they all just got involved and it became a competition between them and then I just didn't know what they were talking about. So there might have been a bit of disengagement, yeah. So Charlie Charlie Taylor, the naughtiest at the eldest, um, he's let me down. Kelsey's let me down and my nephew, George, who is just... (laughs) This is lovely. Yeah, I'm calling him out. And how... It's the first time we've really had a bit of family beef because we've had people who are in leagues with their family who've sort of slagged off their family by way of saying, oh, I wish I could beat yeah. my brother. But it's really nice to get down to the nitty-gritty of these blood relatives have They've failed, failed me. me. They, yeah. They've let me down. I faked COVID over Christmas so I wouldn't have to face my sisters and their horrible offspring. So that's <laughs> taking it, you know? And it sounds worse than that. It sounds like these young men are, are basically chauvinist pigs. Are they all yeah. Like, oh yeah, my family. We raise them proper in my family. They don't. They don't. They don't make a cup of tea. So, is there anyone in our league that you have a rivalry with? Is there anyone that you would like to definitely finish above? Well, just basically Sean Walsh, really. <laughs> that should but be yeah, too it's hard. not too hard, but it's almost like you know, like oh, good, we've got an Omega Wolf in here. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't be because <laughs> I really went. I'm I'm really competitive, and I come in with really, really, really high hopes. Like I thought, oh, I'm mm. going to smash this. This is I'm not an idiot. Do you know what I mean? And I got my nephews on side. I'm West Ham till I die. We're brilliant. This is all fine. Schmeichel, Bosch. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was all going to go well, and then I just kept being right at the bottom. And there was a little part of me that's like. I'm going to be better than, oh, look, there's there's women in there. I'm going to be better than, well, Alexander Haddo's in here. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll beat another female comedian. And then I thought, mm, no, I'm just shit. I'm just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then yeah, you... and so it became like, oh, good for the rubbish people. I just want to beat them. But, but that's why we ask the, you know, who would you like to beat in the league? Because that's a really a subtle way of asking a comedian, who do you hate and whose success do you think is unjustified oh, yeah, yeah, in their yeah. career? Oh, no. It's not really about FBI. No, no, of course not. Well, and do you know what? It's um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't open that floodgate because <laughs> 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 I, I genuinely adore him. And then, so I can say him safely and go, Ooh. um. So, uh, yeah, no, no, there's no one else in the league. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm new enough to comedy to, you know, I've got that. Uh, just, just glad to be involved, sort of face on, you know. Just glad to be here in the green room, um, kind of enthusiasm still. So that's all good. It's a great profession, isn't it? You guys, you love it. Surely you love it. Say you love it. Yeah. Oh, it's the it's best. Good fun, and, and, and you're at that point now. That those those days when you first pay bills by telling jokes seems absolutely insane. Yeah. You never get over like thinking, I just paid a gas bill because I drove to Stoke and made people laugh. Yeah. And, you know, just that sense of autonomy and just freedom. It's taken me a while to realise, oh, I can just do this. You know, it's taken me a while to bring those gears, wind those gears down and realise, you know, that I can just enjoy it all. Do you know what I mean? Well, you've done it as well at a time when it's 
been particularly grim for the last two yeah. years for certainly newer acts for the sort of bloated corpses like <laughs> me floating around who were already on telly and nobody knew could get any gigs so they just kept the same people on That's telly it. but to have been able to do that in the last couple of years when there hasn't been that that ladder of gigs and impress these certain people and then get on that that hasn't been around so you've done it exceptionally well and i'm really glad we've got on this positive because it's it's really allowed me to sort of take the, the pressure off quite how how bad your fpl team's been doing <laughs> it's been lovely to have a good positive chat so, but you know sometimes you've just got to admit you know you can't like you just got to admit like that is not where i shine i started a local comedy night because i thought oh that would be good you know just, i thought i'll do that local comedy night I cannot tell you how awful I was at it. Sometimes you've just got to go, I am shit at that and, and just be at peace with it. You know, like every week, a couple of comedians would turn up that I forgot to add to the lineup because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so then, or some weeks, then people cancel and I didn't have the gumption to replace them. So sometimes I'd have like six acts and then I'd have like 40. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because as well, what running a gig will teach you is that most comedians are feckless, useless individuals yeah. and it makes you hate your colleague you've got to guide them to the venue you've got to be like google maps you've got to run their diary for them all just for one gig so yeah i i i ran a gig for a bit and didn't like it i think matt you did the same oh god i ran one with paul mccaffrey in leicester square and i just ended up doing all the work <laughs> it was a nightmare he'd always turn up late with like a slice of that pizza hut that's on leicester square <laughs> all right mate what time are we starting i'm like an hour late thanks to you I've been out for three hours in leicester square trying to not get mugged and I found two Japanese tourists. What have you done? <laughs> but he's a lovely fellow, friend of the show. But good God, I did all the work on that. What can we offer you? If you win this week, we always offer a prize. What about like a sort of diary to write the bookings in? No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I can't do it. I'm Right, we've established. I'm rubbish at running comedy nights and I'm rubbish at yeah. fantasy football. That's, that's what the two takeaways from this. Or, so you're good at comedy. What else do you like to do? Um, What's your favourite drink? Oh, yeah. Well, you've got like Malbec now. That's the rule, isn't it? You've got like Malbec and gin. <laughs> Ooh, nice bottle of red. Yeah, that's so classy. That, I think we should get you a lovely bottle yes, of Malbec. Please, I love a bottle of Malbec. That is true. What happened with Malbec? I don't know. There's some things that just think, where did that come from? Like avocados, where did they come from? Eyebrows. Why is that a thing now? What's the eyebrows thing? Well, everyone, or women... All of a sudden, they're a thing that you've got to think about. I've never thought about that. Your partner must dye their eyebrows. Have you never had that moment where you catch them coming out of the bathroom and they've got like, Lucy has like glow-in-the-dark green eyebrows for about two hours randomly on a Tuesday night. And then I have to be very careful the next day to tell her that she's got it just right because the next day is she's riddled with insecurity that she's got her eyebrows wrong and I have to make it very clear that she's got the tone and uh, depth and texture of her eyebrows, absolutely perfect. I dyed mine the week before my wedding and I looked like, was the Shapiro who John Travolta played in the OJ case? That's who I looked like before my wedding. That's literally, <laughs> <laughs> that's in, my, in my wedding photos. I think that's why I'm anti-eyebrows. So yeah, make sure you reassure about that. Some Malbec and some fake eyebrows. Yes! Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. And I can't wish you well this week because... Basically, if you have a good FPL week, that will mean that West Ham have comfortably beaten Leeds United. So um, I'm very grateful that you've joined us and thank you. Yeah. But equally, I hope, obviously, that West Ham suffer a, the sort of defeat, really, that you never get over. No, no, no. I want to beat Leeds and I want we just have to stay above Spurs. That's winning the league, isn't it? Beating Spurs on the, in the league or in matches, that is it. That's all we want to do at West Ham. That's it. It's doable. It good luck. Thanks. Thanks. 
check out uh, it's that Laura Smith Smith with a Y. Right now, it's time for hit the post. This time he's at the post. Hey, I'm Vinny Van Der Veen, and I'm here to read your post and your tweet. Hello, Vinny. Hey, hey, my friend, how you doing? Yes, I'm okay. How are you? You know what? I'm feeling light as a feather, man, because um, I'm turning over new leaves, and uh, I'm feeling pretty healthy, pretty very mentally sharp. Okay, good. I imagine you were feeling lighter, though, before Matt's fist went up your rectum. You know, you make this joke a lot, and I think periodically I can be laughing at the jokes that you're making because everyone knows that's how puppets work. After a while, John, I gotta tell you, it's repetitive and puerile. Okay, so Vinny Van Der Veet is telling me what becomes repetitive and is less and less funny. You got it! Okay, okay so baby. We got an email here from James, and he's talking about things you missed at a sporting event. You may remember we were talking about this last week, the Chelsea fan who missed the amazing goal. My friend Sam who missed that the knockout punch. Here we go. Hey, guys, mine wasn't a sporting event, but I went to watch John live at Preston. And he was on about Twitter and brought up he'd seen my Twitter comment and looked at my artwork. He very kindly did a few minutes about my artworks. Unfortunately, I'd had a few beers and broken the shield. So I was in the toilet for the whole thing, but I could hear my name on the way back to my seat. Love the podcast, guys. Cheers, James. Well, thanks for coming to see me live, James. I appreciate it. Maybe maybe we can reunite on my next tour, Nitwit. Tickets available now online. And But do you remember this? Do you remember the Preston gig? I do a thing where I go through the Twitter accounts of some of the people in the audience before my shows, and I talk about them in the gig. And uh, I don't remember him not being there, I have to say. Um, but... Um, you know, if he tweets me again, I'll have a look again and I'll slag him off the next time I come to Preston. Unless cool. I was nice about his artwork, but I can't believe I would have done that. But, you know, the missing thing I remembered that Matt and I have missed something together. Um, what was this? He's never well, told me about this. Yeah, well, let me let me fill you in now, Vinny. Well, I know Matt's already done that. Um, okay, that was a good that one. Yeah, that's yeah, that a was a funny one. Different way of it. Um, Matt and I went to New York um, a few years back and in our quest to keep experiencing different uh, American sports to find one that isn't tedious and crap, uh, we went to watch ice hockey at Madison Square Gardens and sat through about four hours of really boring play where you can't see the puck and they stop every 30 seconds to sweep the ice, which, you know, as a fastidious man is fun the first time, but gross, tedious. Uh, we left early and then Googled to find out that we'd missed one of the most exciting penalty shootouts in ice hockey history. Um, you remember that? You know what? <laughs> hang on. Uh, um, hang on. I just, uh, Matt, do you remember this? Cheers, honey. Um, you know what? I actually f- forgot that final detail. I remember us leaving early. We'd, what? We'd been there for ages. I mean, you, and we're not uh, exactly. It was literally we about four hours. And they played about 40 minutes because it's constant yeah. stoppages and vets teams and, you know, those T-shirt cannons and stuff. I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten that final detail that it actually ended up being really exciting. Well, yes, because we, one of the reasons we left early was because not only did we decide to go back to the hotel, we decided to check out and get a hotel at the airport because it was... Hurricane was Hercules. That? Yeah, there was a great weather event, wasn't there? Arctic bomb or something they called Hurricane it. Hurricane Hercules. Thought, 
we were going to get stranded in uh, New York City. Hurricane so we, Hercules. Uh, <laughs> I think it was called Hurricane Hercules. That's um, right. That's just come to me now. Um, so, yeah, well, not only did we leave, we left to go to the airport and stay in basically an American equivalent of a travel lodge. And then, yeah, we, we decided we should check what the score was while we were sat at the bar <laughs> and found out it had finished like 38, 37 and the penalties had only just finished. A pair of losers. Yeah. But it was, it, I mean, when you're used to British sport, which is you turn up, the game happens, and that's it. And also, Nothing don't tell happens. Me when, don't tell me when to chant, let's go Rangers. Sod off. I do remember this, though. They gave us a free calendar. Do you remember that? They got a free calendar, yeah. Oh, bloody hell, they give away free merch. Everything other than the sport is fantastic. Mm. The sport itself is exclusively tedious, and I've never trusted people who get into NFL. Putting that out there now. I think it's a, I think it's often for people who aren't into British sports as well, isn't it? Yes, but people who aren't into British sports as a gesture. It's they've sort of decided not to be into British sport. Oh, do you like football? Do you? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, personally, I'm into NFL because it's like that, but you don't get like the thuggery and the violence. Yeah, you also okay. don't get relegation. This isn't sport. This is some macabre theatre that you're all conspiring to pretend is is competitive. When you know the fundament, the trap door at the bottom of the league that makes it thrilling. Yeah, it's the whole thing. The whole emphasis is just on success and who wins, rather than the the, the risk of failure at the bottom end, and that. That's just and not it's like a secret about. club because they've got to stay up till two in the morning to watch it. Well, do you know what I watch at two o'clock in the morning? Old Bullseye. <laughs> so who's winning? <laughs> we should try what and get a new sporting that? culture around Old Bullseye. I love Old Bullseyes because there's mad bits that turn up. I mean, it's just generally Bowen's Bowen's touch with the guests is wonderful. He sort of welcomes them, he lets them tell the story, and then he'll slag them off for being boring in a very subtle way. They're all excited to be on telly, which people aren't anymore because everyone's on telly all the time. So there's no, there's, you don't see that sort of nervous energy of people being on telly anymore. Fiercely intellectual, working class people who know everything, who follow mm. the news, that you don't get anymore. Working class quizzes now are generally, you either got like Only Connect or University Challenge or, you know, how many what's the difference between a spoon and a fork? Well, one's pointy. Right, that's £10. Bullseye, very intelligent questions about literature and international politics. And then every now and again, one week I was watching it, half-pissed in a hotel, Gary Wilmot was the celebrity darts thrower. Oh, my God. And out of nowhere, Gary Wilmot turns up, does a little dance, and then throws some darts. I I, I thought someone had slipped something into my port and brandy. Well, are you part of this secret society that John's part of? Uh, are you part of the old bullseye elite? Are you an OBE? Email us, hello at cpfpl.com. And let's try and start to counteract the creeping influence of American sports on our late night television yes. schedules. Let's support, as John says, bullseye and etc. So if you would like an OBE and be part of the old bullseye elite, let us know. At hello at cpfpl.com. A good week for Bowens, Jared and Jim. Oh, it all makes sense in the end. It all ties together, you see. You might think that sometimes we're just spouting nonsense, but there's a narrative arc. Yeah. And what a satisfying... Oh, oh, this is like the end of uh, A Grand Don't Come For Free by the streets. You go, oh my God, they tied it all together. It's not all improv. What, John? Oh, he's back. Yeah. It's, it's you know, always a pleasure to talking to you, but I'm just going to go back into the corner where I live. 
And yeah. just lie down for a bit. Maybe stare at the ceilings and uh, think about my family that I miss very much, but try not to cry about it. Yeah, and we um, we, we are definitely going to Cornwall uh, later this year. So, uh, again, if you want in on that, then uh, just let me know. I'd love to fulfill the dream that Matt wasn't able to fulfill for you. Oh, man. You know what? Instead of trying to stifle my tears into my throat for the family that I miss, now I'm going to dream lovely Technicolor dreams about being in Cornwall with you, Johns, and all the wonderful fun we're going to have together. Goodbye, Vinny. I love you too, man. Goodbye, Vinny. See you, Vinny. Oh, that's it from Vinny. Uh, and indeed, that's it from the Comedians Playing FPL podcast. That's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast will be out on Tuesday, the 18th of January, after game week 22, where we'll be joined by comedian Crystal Palace fan and manager of the Pets Shop Boys, Chloe Pets. Don't forget to get in touch and let us know what you've missed, not just at major sporting events, but in life. Plus, forfeit ideas, news stories, questions, thoughts, feelings, emotions, worries, whatever you want. Chances you'd like 40 to do. <clears throat> Less of that. Tweet us at, at comediansfpl. Email us, hello at cpfpl.com. Find us on Instagram, comedians playing FPL, and on Facebook, at comediansfpl. Share it, subscribe, and leave us a review, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.